The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, speak to your people and say to them, if I bring the sword upon a land and the people of the land take a man from among them and make them their watchmen, and if he sees the sword coming upon the land and blows the trumpet and warns the people, then if anyone hears the sound of the trumpet, does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes away one of them, that person is taking away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hands. Welcome everyone to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it goes without saying that today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all be glad and rejoice in it. I hope that you are too, just as much as I am. Traveling Pulpit family, I want you to know from Ezekiel 33, 1 through 6, Ezekiel is Israel's watchman. But who is the watchman of the people of God? Who is the watchman of the people of God on today? This is why you have the Traveling Pulpit podcast, because I am the watchman of the people of this day, not self-proclaimed, but appointed by God. It is God who called me to this ministry, and it is God who has prepared me for this ministry. You see, it is all about the Lord. He gave me the opportunity. He asked if I would do it. He called me. He equipped me. He showed me what must be done. And now he has set me apart to do his work. And I must be about my father's business also. This is why I am the watchman of every hearer who hears the Traveling Pulpit podcast. But there's a man who was a watchman in his day. A man named Noah, he was a watchman in his day and he was told by God to do something. He was told by God to build an ark. And over in Genesis 7, he was told by God to build an ark. It took Noah 100 years to build this ark. Now, while he was building this ark, the people of Noah's day lived however they believed or felt or wanted or were bold enough to do. They did whatever they wanted to do with their lives and everything they wanted to do with their lives did not measure up to the standard of God. In fact, the Bible said at that time that Noah was the only righteous man whom found favor in God's eyes. The only righteous man. That means Noah's wife, his children and his daughter-in-laws lived the way the world lived. But Noah was the only one who shunned the world and feared God. That's why Noah was the one whom God called righteous. Noah was given a task to build an ark. All the while the Nephilim were on the earth, the giants whom the, the, the angels left their abode and came and had their way with the daughters of men. And the daughters of men gave birth to these giants 
who were half angelic and half human. While they were on the earth, God gave Noah the command to build an ark and he described to Noah how the ark should be built. And Noah did just what God said. He built the ark. And while Noah was building the ark, the world was going on living the way it chose to live. But something happened when the ark was finished. Over in Genesis 7, the Lord God said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. He says to him, take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of animals that are not clean, the male and his mate. And seven pairs of the birds of the heavens, also male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of all the earth. Then God says, for in seven days, I will send rain on the earth, 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing that I have made, I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that Noah was commanded by God to go into the ark, taking with him seven pairs of clean animals, the male and his mate, a pair of animals that were not clean, a male and his mate, and seven birds, seven pairs of birds of the heavens, also male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of the earth. Noah did just what the Lord had commanded him. But watch this traveling pulpit family. The Lord God said for in seven days. In seven days, he will send the rain on the earth and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing that he has made, he will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did just what the Lord commanded him. He went in the ark. Noah was in the ark for seven days before it rained, traveling pulpit family, which means seven days the people had to come and knock on the ark door to say, I want to go with you. You mean to tell me not one person on the earth decided that they see this ark. They don't understand why this ark is being built. They perhaps don't even care why this ark is being built. But for seven days after Noah and his family enters the ark, no one comes and knocks on the door to ask for a chance to be saved. No one, not one. That is sad because we live in a generation right now, traveling pulpit family, where everyone seemingly is doing what they want to do. Whatever pleasures come to their mind, they are doing. Whatever their flesh tells them to do, that's who they're listening to. And no one seemingly is asking for salvation. But I will tell you this, as a watchman of God Most High, as his watchman, it is my responsibility to sound the alarm, to tell you that the sword is coming. And if you aren't ready, you will be cut down right where you are. This is a warning to all flesh. It is a warning to those who have decided in their mind that there is no God, that they will serve the world. 
This is a warning to those who said that they will do horrible things to children. This is a warning to those who have gone and have surgically reconditioned or, or, or restructured themselves because they said there is no God. And this goes out for those who have said God is taking too long in his return. So let me go and do and fulfill whatever it is my flesh is asking me or telling me to do. This is the warning for you all. Because there are those who are serving the Lord with all their might, with all their strength, with everything that is inside of them. They are serving the Lord. I want you to know that you are not forgotten about, but you should be encouraged because the Lord is coming to our rescue. Seven days. No one knocked on the door of Noah's Ark to say, why are you in there? What's going on? Why did you build this? No one bothered to ask because they were so corrupt in their sin. They were so distracted by their flesh that they only cared about what their flesh was doing for them and not what Noah was doing for God. It is so important, traveling pulpit family, that we turn our attentions back to God. Because why should we have to suffer when we know we have a God that will save us? He even said it himself, traveling pulpit family, in Ezekiel 33, uh, 33 and 11. He says, he says, say to them, as I live, declares the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live, turn back from your evil ways. Then he says, why will you die, O house of Israel? So my question is to you, why must you die knowing you know the truth, but you deny the truth? I'm not talking to those who have accepted the truth as truth and are living to the best of their ability while they are in this flesh, because I will tell you this, so long as we're in this flesh, we are going to sin. And we are going to struggle with sin. But if we have made our election sure that Christ Jesus is our savior, we are going to be saved. I'm talking to those who have not made a confession of their faith. I'm talking to those who have chosen the world over the eternal glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm talking to those who have made the decision to listen to their flesh more than listen to the word of God. That's who I'm talking to. And if you find yourself in this category, then I'm asking you, why should you die when you have the right to salvation? You have the right to be with Christ for all eternity. You have the right to the tree of life. Give yourself the opportunity right now to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because in seven days, God sent the rain on the earth. And here's the thing. The rain did not come all at once. It came as one drop, two drops, three drops, four drops, 
five, six, and seven drops. That's how it came. And it probably fell on some people and they wondered, where is this coming from? What is this? I've never seen this before. They probably questioned what was going on. But here's the thing, traveling pulpit family, when it began to get more steady, when it began to come down a little bit more harder, that's when the people went and began to knock on the door. Noah, Noah, oh, open the door, please. Oh, open the door. What's going on? What's going on? See, their awareness came to them a little too late. That is the case for some of you right now. The awareness is coming too late. But I want you to be aware right now. I want you to be prepared right now. I do not want you to miss out. And the people suffered in Noah's day. They all drowned. Even the Nephilim. In some some writings, the Nephilim stood 4,400 feet tall. They were giants. They were giants. And the water level was over their head because everything, the Lord God said, everything he will blot out, every living thing. And he did just that, even the Nephilim. And this time he's going to destroy it by fire. He's going to destroy it by fire. Peter talks about the world being burned by fervent heat. Everything is going to get burned up. You think it's hot right now here in the month of July? Imagine it being January and we're still in 100 degree weather. Imagine that. The world is going to burn. Everything in it is going to be wiped out. It's going to be eradicated. The earth is going to be destroyed. The sun and the moon are going to be destroyed. The universe is going to be destroyed. Everything that the Lord God has created is going to be destroyed. And then he's going to start over. And nothing will survive this time. Nothing will survive. But what will survive are those who accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as their Lord and Savior. That's the only thing that will survive. Jesus, who is the cornerstone of the foundation of the world, that will survive because that foundation is what the new earth and the new heaven will be built upon. That's the only thing that will survive. Why? Because Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but his word, his word remains forever. The cornerstone to the foundation upon which the world was created is the word of God. And that is what is going to be made uh, to survive because it is the word that remains forever. And it is on that word that the new heaven and the new earth will be made. So traveling pulpit family, the Lord has no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. The watchman has a responsibility that when he warns the people of the sword coming and see the sword coming upon the land and blows the trumpet 
and warns the people, those who hear it and does not take warning because of it, you lose your life on your own accord. It is not the watchman's responsibility to save you. It's your responsibility to save yourself. But if the watchman has the word and does not tell the people about the word and the sword comes and takes the people, they still die in their iniquity. They still die because of the choice that they made when they was had the opportunity to accept the truth. They continue to live in the lie. However, at that point, the watchman is the one who's responsible because he withheld the word that he knew. Well, one thing you're going to get here, traveling pulpit family, you're going to get the word. You're going to get it out of me because I will not withhold anything that the Lord has placed me in front of that. I feel the Lord has given to me to give to you. And I know he's given me this word to you. I know he's given me this word to you. That is why it is so important. You understand this word. But there are. There are two things. You have to consider when you read the Bible. Two things you have to consider, two things you must set aside to prevent yourself from being hurt when you read the Bible. The two things are your feelings and your intelligence. Why? Because the Bible cannot be understood by people with sensitive feelings and think they know it all. That's it right there in a nutshell, traveling pulpit family. You cannot come to this word with sensitive feelings and thinking that you know it all. You have to put down your pride. You have to set aside your feelings. You have to empty your mind so that the Lord can fill you with truth. Because there are so many lies out there in the world. There are so many false prophets now out in the world. And everyone has something to say, but only God through his son, Jesus Christ will tell you the truth. This is why they go so hard after us. This is why they go. This is why they double down on us to parade around in the things that they do. This is why they mock his name because they know the truth. You don't see them messing with the Muslims, the Catholics, the, 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 uh, the, the other religions of the world. You don't see them messing around with those religions. Why? Because they already belong to the devil. Why would he want to deal with something that's already his? But he wants to infiltrate something that's not his, which is why Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He did not say it would not infiltrate. He did not say that it would not look alike. He did not say that they would even even have one that looked like his. He said they would not prevail. It would not have victory over the church he set up on earth. So I'm giving you this warning today, Traveling Pulpit Podcast family. And that warning goes out as so. There will come a day when we will all stand before the great judgment throne of God. The almighty. The heavenly father, the creator. We will all stand before him. And if we do not have a relationship with his son, the Messiah, the Christ, 
or he tells his father that he does not know you, you will be dismissed from his presence into eternal separation and damnation forever and ever. Now, these aren't things that I'm trying to scare you with. These are things that I'm bringing to your awareness to get you prepared for the day that is to come. I don't know when that day is. It's not my responsibility to know when, when that day is. My responsibility is bringing the word of truth to you now. That you would hear it and adhere to it. That you would hear it and obey it. That you would hear it and want to know what must you do also to be saved. And here is what you must do to be saved. Over in the book of Romans 10 and 9 to be in fact, it tells us these words that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's a confession that leads to belief. And that belief leads to relationship. So if you are willing to confess that you believe, and if you are willing to believe that builds the relationship, you will be saved. That is the word. That is the truth. That is what will never be taken away. It will always remain. The truth will always remain. You can apply this by any spirit in the world and this will always come back to be solid because every lie that's told about this book has had their head busted but this word right here is the one that's doing it it is the truth of God and you have to know this before you meet him so with that being said I want to thank you to, on today, Traveling Pulpit family, I hope that you give yourself the opportunity to know him personally. He wants to know you. He wants to be friends with you. He wants to build a relationship with you. Will you give him that opportunity? Will you give him that opportunity? I pray that you will. I pray that you will. I pray that you will heed this warning. Because if it is the Lord's will, you will get another warning. And if it is the Lord's will after that, you will get another warning. And you will continue to get warnings from this podcast, from this platform. Because we neither fear man, but we fear the one who can not only uh, destroy man, but also destroy the soul. See, man can only do one, one thing. That's destroy the body. But our God, our creator, he can destroy not only the body, but he can put the soul in hell. That's not who I want to wrestle with. I would ra much rather give the warning as I've been told to do than to disobey and have to suffer the consequences for my disobedience. But the word is there for you. So if you will reach out to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all traveling pulpit ministries. So with that being said, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, thanking you once again for allowing me just a few moments to come and share with you this word, this truth of God's word, this warning 
of the of of the 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 sword that is about to swing on the earth that you will be prepared, be prepared for it. And if you must tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord, and if necessary, use words. I love you. Bye for now.